here we are on the From Here to There uh, podcast with uh, Pastor Mike Schooley, and we are um, just walking through this idea of discipleship and uh, really a follow-up to some of the messages that we um, have, um, and hopefully it's uh, something that challenges you to go a little deeper, um, to look at Scripture in a different way, and uh, to really help you walk closer to Jesus Christ. Um, this last week, Sunday, we uh, started a new series called Deep Roots. And uh, I'm excited about this series, and I have, we've been planning for this one for uh, a few months now. And uh, I, I love this series because it's at the centerpiece of Christianity and the centerpiece of what God wants to do in us and through us and around us. And it's something that, that's a big part of who we are as a church. And uh, really, um, if you look at Scripture, it's centered to Scripture. But first, it's I want to talk about what it's centered around. It's our discipleship um, picture um, for people. Our the way we look at what discipleship means and what God wants to do in our life is is really the, the idea of a tree. Now, I love I love trees, especially this time of year. Uh, many of you have been driving um, through um, different areas, looking at uh, or hiking a little bit, looking at the beauty right now of trees. And there's so many things that I, I love about trees. Um, the science of trees, you know, how they they make oxygen and take in carbon dioxide from us and, and how they um, feed through their roots and uh, take in water, sometimes just a little bit of water, sometimes a lot of water, how um, they go through seasons um, from fall where the leaves fall off to going kind of dormant in the winter to spring when those, those uh um, new leaves are forming and, and fruit is forming to summer when it's vibrant and um, to the, the things that uh, trees produce. Um, you watch a tree and you can see all sorts, and there's so much, so many different trees that we look around. Like even as I'm sitting in my office this morning, um, I look around and see so many different pictures and views of trees. You know, their heights are different and the color of their bark is different, and the size of their trunk um, plays a factor, and and the fruit that it produces, and and really, you look at the the fruit of trees. Um, you got apple trees and pear trees, and then just the variety, of, even of apple trees, and the, and the flavor of that fruit, and and you can be wowed by it. And then you have this this thing called maple syrup, and this thing that's made from trees, and you're like wowed by that sugary flavor, or pancakes, or waffles, or some other. Um, so then, then you get inside of a tree and um, my father-in-law cut down a willow tree and the size of that trunk and the number of rings that it has. And to think that that size of tree, it's all started with a um, seed and built into this, this gigantic thing. And then you watch them as they're, they sway in the wind, that they, they give some, but they, they don't necessarily break a lot of times underneath that, that you can just see the wind blowing. You can't see the wind except through um, the branches of the trees. And then what I also find is that when you cut down a tree, you see how much is actually there. Like oh, we had a branch break off on one of our trees. And so I had to get a chainsaw out and cut down some of the branches and, and chop it up a little bit. And then, and it was just one branch. And yeah, it had so many other things um, like so many other branches and so much, so many leaves. And it was a ton of tree right there, just in one piece of it. You can just, the size are, is so amazing. And then you look at the part that we're looking at this morning is the roots. You don't see it in a tree or a bush or even grass or flowers, 
but the tree, the roots are so critical. Um, we have some bushes around our house that we took out and, and so I cut it down and then, um, I, I was trying to take the trunk out and you, you just can't, even a small bush, you can't move. They, the, the roots are so deep. They, 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 they go so far from, from the tree to, to eat and to drink and you, you can't just pull it out. And a tree you can't pull out. You, sometimes you walk through the woods and you see trees that have um, flipped over, and you get to see up some of their roots and realize um, how much how much roots are actually in a tree. And and it's it's amazing to think that you don't ever see them, but they they are deep and um, are growing. And the taller the tree, the deeper the roots. And, and what also happens in trees is that they overlap some too, the roots do, and they provide strength for the whole tree. And so we have this beauty, whether it's a willow tree or a bush or a fruit tree. And all, again, we get so many things that the, the science of the tree is amazing, but then the, the, the theology that, that is pictured in a tree is beautiful as well. Um, throughout all of scripture, the tree is an image for Israel. Um, for, for who they are, for um, King Nebuchadnezzar and and that the tree of of his life and how he's going to be chopped down for a little while and humbled, and yet then he will grow again. Um, even in the garden, we see this this mention of the tree over and over. You are free to eat from any tree, that freedom. And then there's two trees put specifically in the middle of the garden: the tree of good and evil and the tree of life. Both are for our enjoyment or both are there put there um one is to test us and one is is for life and the rest of the trees are put there for our enjoyment and and we see this this concept building of the importance of the tree and and that sin entered through the fruit of a tree not only did that happen but also eternal life happens according to genesis through a tree in fact, um, in Revelation, it talks about the, the leaves of a tree um, in, in heaven being healing for the nations. And that the tree of life is going to be present um, at, for eternity. And so we get this, this idea of um, the theology of the tree. And then we, we get um, Jesus, who died, was cursed on the cross, on a tree. And we get all these stories of trees and roots. Uh, Psalm 1 talks about, and we're going to lean into rooting right now more than, than the tree itself, but Psalm 1 saying um, to be like planted by, by streams of water and root yourself in the word of God. Let it, let it marinate in your life. Let it meditate on it and, and let it soak into you. And if you, if you plant yourself in the word of God, you will prosper. And we get this beautiful picture of, of rooting in Scripture. We get John 15. And again, one of my favorite Scriptures and one that is powerful for all of us. And it talks about um, different parts, diff different kinds of grapevines. I know it's not a tree, but it's a similar analogy. That there, there, there are grapevines that have no roots and are not connected to the vine at all. And they bear no fruit. Then he talks about um, the one that abides in him and remains in him will bear much fruit. And then there's middle sections of pruning. You know, 
the, the, the gardener will come and prune away so that you bear more fruit. And so we see this, this idea of, of rooting ourselves in Christ and being connected to him and, and living our life um, in him. Matthew 13 talks about trees a few times, but the, the, the very first parable, the very first story that Jesus tells is about um, this, this farmer who goes out to sow a seed. And in the seed, there'll be some seed that fall in certain places um, that will produce a crop uh, 30, 60, 90, 120 times it's, it's what it's sown. And other three other seeds have different pieces to it. And one of them, it says it has no roots. Therefore, when the sun comes, it withers and, and dies and produces no fruit. And so we, we see Jesus even talking about we need to root ourselves in him. And so the most critical part of you, the most important piece, as you're looking at discipleship, as you're looking at from here to there, is not the pieces that people see. It's it's what do you do with your roots? What, what no one else sees. What, where are you digging in deep? What, how are you reaching in and becoming more intimate, more connected to Jesus Christ? How are you marinating in the Word of God? How do how do you let how do you sit in it? How do you get to know Jesus Christ? The more we root ourselves, the more healthy we become, the more our relationships become something that 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 is beautiful, and the more and the more we can live them out, and the more that our calling becomes sure, the more our fruit is produced. And it all comes down to roots. And yet so many times as I listen to people talk about um, just busyness and their schedules and, and you know, you ask them, have they spent any time in God's word? They'll say, no, because we're too busy. And I have to say, it's the most important thing you can do. There, there's nothing more critical than, than spend time in the word of God and connecting to Jesus. All the other things is just activity and action without Jesus. It's, it's going to produce no fruit. It's almost like the busier you are and the more you neglect that relationship with Jesus, the less you produce. The more you sacrifice and say, I, I want Jesus to be the main thing, the more God can do through you. It's almost the principle, principle of generosity or giving. Um, I, f- I think that it was Craig Rochelle, and I could have the wrong person, who says 90% with God is more than 100% without. Don't, don't we want our life to be connected to Jesus Christ and, and to have that power? Like like generosity says, hey, I'm, I'm going to trust Jesus with just 10% because I know that that living on this 90 with him is beautiful and amazing and, and it'll be more than I can ask or imagine. Or I can try to live on the 100% by myself and survive. And the, the, the principle, which is backwards to us, when you give generously, God gives generously too. Now let me again change it back to back to the other principle because we're not really talking about giving. I'm talking about this idea of of rooting ourselves in Christ. The more we root about Him, the more that our activity produces fruit. Let me let me change it a little bit. You want a healthier marriage, and you're trying all these things, reading all these books. Start first with rooting yourself in Christ. Walk alongside Him. Get to know Him. Because I'm telling you. As you get to know Christ, he will speak into you about your marriage. Maybe you're stressed out about finances, and so you're making all these plans or or trying to get everything in order, which is all good. 
But why not start first with the main thing, which is Jesus Christ, rooting yourself in him, connecting to him, because in that connection, you will be fruitful and you're, he will he will walk you through your finances. It may not always be the way you think it should be and you will wrestle with things and things may get tough, but but it's better. It's, it produces more fruit. And in every area of your life, work and parenting and the hobbies and Sabbathing and um, loving people and doing a relationship with people and, and seeing lives transformed through you and living out your ministry, all of those things come from our roots. Let me just say one of the biggest things that we neglect, especially in, in church world, and we'll, we'll get there someday in some messages, is that part of what happens when we root ourselves in Christ is that he deals with us. Um, he works in us. He challenges us. He, he prunes us. He deals with our idols. He deals with our um, pride. He changes our thoughts. He changes our view of things. You know, I, I've heard so many times people um, coming to Jesus and wanting Jesus, and they're praying for Jesus to change their circumstances. God, I will uh, make a deal. I will do this if you do this for me. And I just, and then what happens is they get frustrated when God doesn't show up the way they want him to. And I would just say that Jesus is, someday will change all of our circumstances. There'll be a day when everything's made right. And that we'll be walking in a world of justice and of peace and joy if we know him and if we've accepted him into our life, if we believe in him. But right now, he's not, his main thing's not about changing our circumstances, although he can and although he will. He's about changing us. And so those roots are about allowing God, allowing Jesus into the nooks and crannies of our house to change us. It's almost like, um, uh, the, like those extreme makeover editions, you know, those those places that they kind of show on HGTV of these homo, these makeovers, these the houses are changed. You have to let the let the people come in and go into every nook and cranny of the house and start at the foundation, start in the base, make sure it's all level, make sure there's nothing falling apart, so the house doesn't fall apart later. And then you you deal with all of the the weaknesses and all the issues, and you add the windows and the the roofing and to build this beautiful house, but you got to let them in. You got to deal, you got to deal with the, the problems in the house. You can't ignore it. If there's mold, you got to deal with it. If there's, if the, if the house is wall is, is crooked, you got to deal with it. And the, the scripture that we used on um, this last week was Colossians 2, 6 and 7. One of the most beautiful pictures of discipleship and what God wants to do in our life that you can, you can ever walk through. And again, Colossians is this book that Paul writes. He's, he's the author. He's a missionary. He's um, one who's starting churches and, and kind of investing in them. And, and, and this, he sends letters back to remind them sometimes, to correct them in some places, and to really help them keep the main thing the main thing. And so Colossians, he's talking about Jesus. Um, Colossians 1, he's, he's supreme. He is overall. He is, through him, all things were made. Um, he sustains all things. He holds all things together. He's the head of everything. And then he says in that he might have supremacy in everything. And so there's this picture of Jesus, this amazing Jesus was fully man, but he all, Paul also says 
in him the fullness of the deity lived in bodily form. Somehow, Almighty God was put into a body. And he and this Jesus is God. And this Jesus is fully God. And this Jesus wants to give us fullness. And in him, we have fullness. And, and I would even go on to say, you know, in that fullness, there's there's overflow. There's that God is is filling our our us with fruit and with abundance, and that we are healthy and vibrant, and and so He's trying to help the Church of Colossae to walk in fullness. And so this is what He says, probably the center scripture in this whole book. Um, again, if you have pen, underline it, memorize it, um, use it um, on the walls or, or wherever, put it in your car. He says, so then. Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. All right, so he said, hey, if you want fullness, which we all want, if you want fruitfulness, if you want to be a healthy tree, if you want if you want to see God do amazing things in your life, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, live in him. Let me just paint that picture. You're like, what does that mean? How does that work out? We're always asking, how do we do this better? What's the secret? What's the secret sauce? There is no secret sauce. He says, the way, just as you connected yourself to Jesus when you needed rescue, maybe you hit rock bottom, you were struggling, uh, maybe you were you were addicted to something, maybe your relationship was falling apart, or maybe you just you just knew that you needed Jesus to rescue you. You needed salvation. Just as you you made him Lord of your life and you surrendered at that moment, continue to make Jesus centered. Continue to put him first. Let him be Lord of your life. Continue to walk in him. Let him let him take, don't just do it one time at salvation. Do it throughout your life. Continue to walk with him. And this is rooted in him. And so the way I read this is there, there are four verbs in this passage. And this verb is past tense. And it's something that's, that has been done and that we will continue to do in being rooted. We, we, will, we will dig down deep into him. And when that happens, the next three things flow, I think, flow out of it. We, we will, he will build us up. The deeper the roots, the taller the tree. The deeper the, we root ourselves in Christ, the, the more God can do in us and through us. The stronger our family becomes, the stronger our marriage becomes, the stronger our finances become, the, the stronger our jobs become, the, the more our impact is. Today matters. Our, God has, has us together. We, we matter. And he says, if you root yourself in me, I'm going to build you into something pretty amazing. Think, think about temple, the temple, and how beautiful that temple was and how everyone admired the temple. He wants to build us into a beautiful temple. Strengthened in the faith is the next thing. So as you root yourself, not only does he build you up, but when the storm, think about a tree blowing in a storm. The, the hurricane's flying through, the, the winds are blowing, the lightning's falling, and the tree stands strong. It's strengthened in the faith because of its roots, because it's hanging on, they can handle the storm. That, that's the picture. That if you want to get through your storms, don't ask God God may not change the circumstances, but he may give you, he will give you strength. He will, he will hold you up. He will, he will be your refuge and strength. The storm will hit, but you'll be on a rock and you'll be able to survive the storm. You'll be strengthened in the faith as you were taught 
and you will overflow with thankfulness. The more you root yourself in Jesus Christ, the more wowed you are by him, the more you fall in love with him, the more you see him at work, the more excited you are about seeing him work more, the more that you you just want more, you hunger and thirst for him. You want him. Partly because he wants you. And because it's only through him that we have life. You know, our verse at church is, um, I have come, Jesus says, I have come, you may have life and have it to the full. The key, maybe the key word in that verse is I, Jesus. Jesus is the center of abundant life. No Jesus, no life. With Jesus, fully engaged in our life, we have full life. And so as you're walking through this podcast, one that I, I love and, and I hope that you get to listen to and, and you get to um, really wrestle with, the question then becomes, how are you rooting in Jesus? How do you root in him today? Allow him to work in you. Don't just sit down and quickly check something off the list. Meet with Jesus at the table. Talk to him. Walk with him. And the rest of this series is about rooting ourselves in him And it starts really with the Word of God. Spend time with Him this week. Open up the book of Mark and start studying who Jesus is. Maybe read the Old Testament. See how it's pointing to Him. See how people walked closer to Him sometimes and walked away from Him other times. But the most important, you have to get this, the most important thing about you is where are you rooting? Everything else is sinking sand.